Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Gina, can we please have a one-word prompt? Wagon. Wagon. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Ken, have you heard the Blackhawks news? I feel like a lot of people are going to be jumping on the Blackhawks bandwagon. Oh, no, I haven't actually. What's going on? We got the number one draft pick. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so we got Connor Bedard, the the kid that the entire league has been talking about. Yeah. So we might actually be good. <laughs> yeah, one player makes in a good team, huh? Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched Dickie Roberts' former child star. Dickie Roberts' colon. Former Col- child star. Dickie <laughs> Roberts' colon, the former <laughs> child star. <laughs> Exactly. Nailed it. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you have a good feeling about the Blackhawks? I mean, I do, but I, I am also yeah. skeptical because, again, <laughs> one, one really good player does not make a team. So Correct. I feel better. I don't sure. know if good is the word I would use. Yeah. Uh, we also got Corey Perry, I believe, who's more of like a veteran player. Okay. Getting confirmation yeah, from the yeah. guest. That's good. Which I think is what we need, uh, like an older guy. We have a ton of young people, so I think we right. do kind of need more of a like leader figure veteran mm-hmm. um, to whip this 19-year-old in shape. He doesn't need to be whipped in shape. He's incredible. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken, should we bring on our guest? Yeah, please. You want to introduce her? Uh, she's sitting right next to me. We're joined once again by Gina. Hey, everyone. Yay. Gina, how are you feeling about the Blackhawks? You know, I'm excited uh, because every team who does poorly in any sport says, like, it's a growing season. We're growing. I'm so sick of that nonsense. <laughs> I'm done growing. Can we just win? Yeah. So, I am grown. Yeah. I want to be good. <laughs> I want, you know, a full United Center. I want fans to feel excited. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, kind of seeing where other sports in Chicago have been. Like, we have such high hopes for Justin Fields coming this upcoming football season. I just want us to like be excited about our city. <laughs> it's been like such heartbreak for too many years now. Yeah. yeah. Be excited about one team at least, I would love. Yeah, one of <laughs> like five. Yeah, like, we have a lot. Right. That's all. You think a numbers game alone would make sure that like one of the teams could be decent? <laughs> Seriously. I, and again, I think Justin Fields will do well. I think the Hawks will be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. Play a lot of hockey in one season. Anything yeah. could happen. So right fingers crossed yeah everyone's like so pumped that we have connor bedard so at least it'll like bring up the emotions and people are excited they want to go to the games to see this new kid and everything so i'm hopeful there but yeah to your point ken i agree like having one amazing player i don't know if that's gonna make the team good or not yeah i have a question about the the lot the draft the lottery is it yeah. literally a lottery for who gets first pick? Is it literally just drawn out of a hat, or is there other it's factors that go into it? The your uh, season record plays into it, but okay. it's if I'm I could be wrong here, but I think it's like of the last three or four teams in the season, they're the ones that get a chance at getting the number one pick. That's good. So, so okay. it's not like, yeah, the best team then just gets the number one pick because they won. But Which also out. says things about how the Black Ops has been. So yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were towards the end of the season hoping we would keep losing so that we could get the... Yeah, the fans, fans were like, you know, play well, but don't win. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> when we went on our 
my like yearly Hawks away game trip, we were going to those games sort of hoping that we would lose. <laughs> we wanted it to be like a, a high scoring game because that's exciting, but we still wanted to lose. <laughs> gotcha. Which is a weird thing to want to cheer for <laughs> when you've traveled to different cities <laughs> to see your team play. Also, now yeah. the United Center has, you know, a, a sports betting area so yeah true this is the first oh. now for yeah i think fans who go for hockey you know can bet on parlays and teams and how people That's are fun. gonna do yeah um which is the first of its season so i will not be participating i don't like risk <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um we got to sit in it's uh, the fan duel is that's, like, what that's it is. the yeah mm-hmm. that's the sponsor and we got hooked up with that because we have uh, half-season tickets, and that place is cool. That it feels very Vegasy, though, where there's like floor-to-ceiling TVs. Um, but then you you like go upstairs and come out the special entrance, and the seat like the physical seats are way better. They're like super comfy. They're like the super nice like movie theater style, super cushiony. Nice. Um, and then people come. You have servers. You don't have to leave your seat to order stuff, which was cool. Also, cool. Ken, just to fill you in too, when the draft was happening and names and teams were announced, the Blackhawks organization was all in this room. So like TV surrounding them about like who we're going to get. So like the hype there and the wow. sort of media coverage that then spread across social media and everywhere else, like made it look really fun and exciting because like there's our top pick on all these TVs, but it's going <laughs> to be flooding yeah. um, with fans. Forever. It was a very cool Instagram video to see when it was revealed that we got the number one pick because everyone saw knew whoever that. got the number one pick would pick Connor Bedard. Yeah. And yeah, everyone exploded. Yeah. So it's exciting. Very exciting. Very. Ooh, that's, that's cool. I haven't been to a Blackhawks game in a couple of years. So uh, yeah, I guess I'll have to hop on that bandwagon and try, try to get a ticket. I, don't I went to one um, March 3rd, 2020. <laughs> oh boy. It was the coolest wow. game too. Like I had seen the Hawks in like a Stanley cup final game. But there was a lot of good offense, and it was like a throwback jersey day. It just like was a great random weekday home game. Mm. Um, and then sports stopped almost immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's Probably, been a minute. Yeah. yeah, a week after that or something yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, Dang. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that have stopped, uh, I think a certain <laughs> child star's career may have ended and uh, been revived. Wow, you like that transition? Uh, I do. I do. We're going to talk do, about Dickie Roberts uh, coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. Of all the celebrated child stars in America, Dickie Roberts was the most famous. Then he turned six. And everyone stopped caring. I will do any form of drastic cosmetic surgery to change my appearance, to get a part in your movie. Dickie, you're a mess. You completely missed out on the basic foundation of adulthood, which is a childhood. For you to research this part, you'd probably have to relive your entire childhood. I can do that. You're going to hire a family? Operation Redo Childhood is about to begin. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, joined by returning guest Gina, and we're talking about Dickie Roberts' former child star. Gina, we are going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or seen the movie Dickie Roberts' former child star, which may be a decent number of people, what it's all about. Ready, go. Uh, This is a film starring David Spade, uh, who is a former child star of the 70s and career in Hollywood has just really plateaued, if not tanked, (laughs) 
in present day. Ouch. Um, and now is trying to revive himself, make a name for himself again in Hollywood um, with the hopes of landing a really important role in a really upcoming film. Um, but to do so, he kind of has to backtrack and find out what his childhood could have been and live that normalcy that he missed Five, growing up. Four, I'll give myself those three, seconds to just say, hey. <laughs> and time. That? Okay, that's accurate. Um, why did you choose this movie? So... <laughs> I, I thought about this more, but this is a film that, like, I, I don't know how people feel about phrasing things as guilty pleasure, but for a while, that's how I, like, kind of, I don't know. That that was me. I, this was a guilty pleasure. I um, would die on this hill of, like, it's a great guilty pleasure movie. Um, but it was also the first DVD that I bought that was PG-13, where I was actually 13. So oh, nice. <laughs> I could go to Borders and spend my money and buy this DVD. <laughs> but also... It did horrible in theaters. Like, it was not great. And I, because I had the DVD, I was able to watch it, burn it through, and I just thought it was really funny. It could not be made today. I don't think it would just be, like, who decided this was a good waste of, like, <laughs> I don't know, organization dollars, um, what studio said yes to this. But it is a Happy Madison production. So yeah. giving you insight that, like, Adam Sandler had some downtime and said, here's Spade, make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I, I don't think anything like this is sort of made now in sort of like the kitschy quality that yeah. it is. And it's like 2003. So, you know, David Spade was doing very well. And you see like actual names of people that like were notable child stars in the movie as yeah. sort of like a nod to that. But also the premise is ridiculous. Like the, essentially he's going to rent a family to kind of revisit a childhood he did not have to land a role that would give him a sense of adulthood. Mm. And it's all these weird nuances, but who who would just like put out in Craigslist nowadays, like need a family, here's 20 grand, <laughs> let yeah. me live in your home. It's not a thing, you don't do that. You, you definitely get a, get to see the whole Sandler crew like yeah. pop up in various points. And I, but I also think it's interesting, this is a Happy Medicine production like you said, and yet, like Billy Madison, kind of the same premise. Like totally. He goes and relives oh, his childhood. Right. Yes. It's like yeah. very similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I even like how it's meant to be sort of like an E True Hollywood story, which those have come and gone. Like, I don't see any of those anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, you hear this narration and then it cuts to present day. And then towards the end, it goes back to like, oh, now we're caught up and like, you know, life has turned around. Spoiler. Yeah. But um, no, I, I just. I could quote this movie. It's it's really bad. The, the I, e I just, <laughs> verbatim. I know the script. <laughs> the E True Hollywood wraparound. I had totally forgotten about by the yeah. End. So by when the, the voiceover the movie, comes yeah. back, I, I just didn't understand what was happening until they like, wrapped it up and like, and so now you're caught up on. Oh yeah. Like, oh right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not a great sandwich of like. Don't you didn't you remember from the beginning? We're like flashing back, and now we're that here. This is supposed day. to be oh, an yeah. E True Hollywood story, even though it's just a movie. Yep, oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long e true hollywood story I, I guess. yeah like for sure it's a tv special sure i j jumping to the ending since we're talking about it i do love that like so the family he lived with it's a happy ending he turns down the big movie to go back and spend time with them mm -hmm. but then what got me was like then they make a show about his <laughs> redemption story uh -huh. and the kids work on the show sam is a a joke writer, they say, this little like ten year old boy or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. The, the daughter is a choreographer for the show. Oh, who's yeah. probably like six, seven, eight yeah. years old. Something. It kind of undoes everything that they had tried to do in the 100%. movie. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're like, yeah, oh, are employing yeah. children to be 
basically child stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's, and he got the fame that he wanted anyway. So right. I don't know. No, it, it all it all worked in some weird way. Yeah. And it, it again doesn't happen ever. Um, yeah, they're like, hey, family in real life is more important than Hollywood, but we're going to take the family and make sure they yes. are involved in Hollywood for the rest of their lives. Right, and that these children suffer the same issues that he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do like that this sort of like nuclear family of four in like the suburbs of California, like mm-hmm. take him in and the mom is like, what the heck, husband? Like you can't just rent this strange former actor. And the dad's like, no, we're in it for the money. He could help me with my own business and advertisement. And the kids are like, no, like we're children in this house. We don't want to share our space with this strange person. And David Spade is so just like above and beyond weird and quirky and like wears gloves as an adult. Like Mm -hmm. that's a kind of like a, I don't know, like a tick that he's just had now as an adult. He doesn't take his gloves off. But then they come to warm up to him and, you know, he helps them out with like a school cheerleading audition and someone stand up to the bullies and uh, just, oh, he has a soft spot for just like humanity. Like these kids mean a lot to him over time, but you don't kind of know the stretch of time either. It isn't Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's it's clearly just warm and sunny out. Like at no point is it like, yeah, (laughs) it's not Christmas. It's not anything. It could just been like a week. It could have been two months. Yeah. that's true. Yeah. Time, time is that. irrelevant yeah. in, in this sort of stretch of like, how is he learning to find himself outside of fame? Yeah. I, yeah. I was kind of hoping the kids would beat him up when he, standed up, he stood up for <laughs> Sam the Little Boy. And I was like, oh, here comes like he's he's trying to stand up. But knowing his luck, they're going to beat up a grown man. Yeah. Or like he's trying to learn how to ride a bike with all the neighborhood kids watching yeah. him and cheering him on. And it's failing miserably. He's like riding over cars and getting hit by a truck and yeah they really put that stunt person to task yeah on the, yeah on that montage so i don't know i could go on and on where where do you want to take it <laughs> oh i'll say this too part of why i really like this movie again it's a nod to like child stars is that we take this fictional character dickie roberts and put him in a poker playing game with actual child star actors yeah yeah Yeah, that was like leif garrett dustin diamond they've passed but Corey feldman's still kind of relevant even to present day but Mm -hmm. um sorry isn't Corey feldman playing like riot fest this year or something like that his band is is there he's on the bill like his name is on the bill that's wild so things like that but even like danny bonaducci from the partridge family and barry williams from the brady bunch like those are iconic childhood stars Mm -hmm. and then you put in david spade's character who's just like I miss this. Like, I miss having the, the fame and, like, limousines and parties. And um, then they're all like, well, hopefully you get this role, man. We're cheering for you. But, like, kind of sad to yeah. also see, like, they're all getting together to, like, reminisce yeah. and, like, wish their lives were how they were as kids. And making, like, $1 bets <laughs> as, like, a right. big, like, oh. And the Brady Bunch guy is using old props to make yes. waitress because yes. he doesn't have money. I like that. It's, it's so great. Or that even towards good. the very, very end where they mm-hmm. all these child stars come together for this, like, we are the world moment yeah. <laughs> and sing a made-up song. <laughs> yeah. Um, or even if they're not child stars, it's like Mrs. Brady and Mrs. Cunningham mm-hmm. are, like, mm-hmm. kicking it off. But then you see, like, Marsha Brady and, like, Corey Haim and all these other figures who, like, probably have m- many whom have died. Um, but, yeah, you look back and you're like, oh, that was, like, tugging at my heartstrings because I remember those child actors. But... Hey, part of it is also like, we love being child stars on your television, but like, stop bothering us. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like kind of the theme of that ending song. Yeah. Stop right. asking us where our co-stars are. Right. Like we're, we're full grown adults. Yeah. So I don't know. I always like that it's coming back to that or that, you know, Rob Reiner is in the film and he yeah. plays himself 
as this director who's going to make this big Hollywood budget film and he needs to cast the lead. And that's where Dickie Roberts is like, it's me. Like, just tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great because Rob Reiner, like, has a great history of directing or being an actor or being a producer. But, like, when he is himself in some of those moments, I'm like, yeah, you're not trying very hard to, like, convince this Dickie Roberts character that all he has to do is, like, figure out his childhood mm-hmm. or figure out how to, like, go from being an adult back into, like, this childhood form to then be normal. Um, and he also, like, shows up again in the end where he's, like, in the hospital because of Dickie's job where he's a valet <laughs> yeah. driver and, like, takes his car and, like, runs amok and then he gets in trouble for it. I don't know. It's nice. It's it's good to say, like, oh, he's still got the audition at some point and then Rob cast him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has the audition in the hospital, right? Yeah. Because that's where Rob Reiner is helping yes. right. in the hospital. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Or casting John Lovitz as Dickie's agent. agent. I love John Lovitz. Yeah, like, me too. Jealous. Yeah. I can't get you this interview, but I can get you on a limit Like, yeah. Things like that. But then he ends up giving his kidney to Rob Reiner in the hospital. And, <laughs> and that's the how the audition goes. Yeah, it was nice of him. Uh, yeah. What a generous man. Yeah, it's so haywire. There's a lot of moving plot. Even like at the beginning of the film, Dickie Roberts has um, this like truly bitch of a girlfriend, Alyssa Milano, which is great. Like she's just like this pathetic man was once famous. So I'll like hang out with him and mm. date him. But really, his life isn't going anywhere, and then kind of like picks back up again when he's getting a little bit more notoriety um, towards the end of the film, and it just like doesn't work out for either of them in the end. But another great face for that time to like be in a film and like yeah. be a love interest. So, what was the the spinoff show she got? Like the bitch, the bitch who that... didn't know she was a bitch. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I do use uh, the bitch word quite yeah. a lot in this sure movie. Do. She was like the cover of like the TV guide for that yeah. like clip. What an honor. Yeah, TV guide cover. I know. One of my favorite uh, things that I learned from this movie is a, a scene between her and David Spade, and David Spade's trying to open a bottle of champagne, and he already has it open, but he makes the popping sound with his mouth, and then chucks the cork at her head. So yeah, love it. and she does it later on because we learn that she runs off with the dad of the family who yeah. rents Dickie Roberts, and she just like makes the pop sound and whips mm-hmm. the bottle at him. Um, which is so funny because yeah, yeah that, that, that pop motion, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't either. I I did think it was like, yes, obviously we want to show that like the dad should be punished for running away from the family. But like, as far as I could tell, he had a decently successful job at mm-hmm. own, like a car lot. And then we cut to him and he has like a valet name tag. Yeah. And it was like, what? but you had a job. Like what happened there? No. <laughs> like you can... Date somebody else, but then, I guess yeah. when running away with her was literally running away. Yeah, like, they like literally left town. I I yeah, they were yeah. like seen in a motel, like yeah, just with an ice bucket and the champagne. And yeah, the, the motel I get kicked out of his home, but yeah, it was just like oh, and you lost your job too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, really yeah. down on his luck, but that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. That's right. A lot of Don't fuck lot around. Of, a lot of moving parts with all the characters, yeah. really, because they're all going through something, but. I don't know. I mean, the daughter, Sally, of the family, like, she just wants to make the cheerleading team. But, like, mm. the slutty junior high girl who's super <laughs> she's popular, she's, she might get the spot. Or, like, that Sam. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that uh-huh. song was so hot back in the day. Yeah. You're, like, singing it along. As a 12-year-old, it was so inappropriate. But it's even more inappropriate to, like, audition in front of your teachers yeah. for a cheerleading role. And then here comes Sally. 
dancing to Ride Like the Wind, <laughs> which is a great song from the 70s. And it mm-hmm. makes sense why Dickie keeps referring back to it throughout the film. But yeah. um, that's a solid routine. Like yeah. that tells me like you practiced. Mm-hmm. You didn't just roll around on the gym floor yeah. crawling towards the table of judges. <laughs> Dickie Roberts's character saying slut after this like 12 yeah. year old. <laughs> like, Ugh. Yikes. Can, okay. can we talk about the music in this movie? Because the sure. soundtrack is really actually good. really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Ride Like the Wind, but they also have, I don't know, Blink-182. and yes. Good Charlotte? Good yeah, Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Um, Was see. there a Mighty Mighty Boston song? I feel like I caught a... Uh, during poker, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Was that them? Mm-hmm. I, caught, I thought I caught a, a whiff of ska yeah. during that scene. Or um, um, who sings Just My Imagination? Just My Imagination. The Temptations. Temp- okay, Temptations. Apparently, Corey Feldman had a song on the soundtrack called Negativity, which I don't know which one that was, but that's interesting. Huh. This, yeah. I, I it, it's no a- idea this guy's got like a rock career or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it is a good soundtrack. Um, And you're right. It, it played to like things from the past but also like yeah lifestyles of the rich and famous yep was right right on par and same with blink and it just kind of like depended on what was happening so the we're learning how to ride a bicycle that feels like a good blink moment or we're driving away on hollywood boulevard because we're valeting cars Mm -hmm. that's lifestyles Mm -hmm. of the rich and famous and Mm -hmm. yeah own that cd good charlotte had it had the physical copy Mm. nice pretty cool pretty cool i remember at someone's bar bat mitzvah the dj was asking like trivia questions to hand out prizes and i got one right because i could name i think three good charlotte songs or something <laughs> like that. don't remember what the prize was or if it was just for fun or whatever for but sure. yeah that's stuck in my brain forever i think mm. it was at a ma not magianos magianos is that the italian restaurant yeah, yeah. yeah yep it was there it's a chain yeah yep yeah for sure it was on the upstairs it was on the upstairs. <laughs> That's how big Away from the was. restaurants and yeah, no one exactly. could hear the yeah. good Charlotte. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> good times. Cool. Dang. Any other songs jump out at you, Ken? Mm, Flagpole Sitta. Yeah. That was great. Yep. Yeah. Sing along The kind of like redemption, re- resolution arc yeah. of the film. Act five. Yeah. When yeah. did this movie come out? 2003. Summer of 03. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Which again, I was 12 turning 13, but I still bought the DVD. What a rebel. Don't yep. tell my mom. <laughs> at a Best Buy or some At some Borders. Sort of borders. It was at a Borders. borders. Yeah. I don't think I knew they had DVDs. Oh, man. Yeah. Because I had bought them out of all their CDs. So my next my next move was DVDs. You were the one keeping them in business. I was. Yeah. Even <laughs> kept them in business while they were going out of business because I visited every week when the sales were going up and up and up. So yeah. when things were like 90% off, I'm like, oh, do I need this? Like entire book like shelving unit no i can't, I can't fit it in a car that's five dollars <laughs> so might as well <laughs> yeah i know uh, break it down yeah i miss borders and barnes and nobles is everywhere are going out of business too and yeah it's sad we're all part of the the bezos conglomerate we're just buying things but on the internet ironically the at least the one that i'm aware of the closest amazon bookstore went out of business as well or no. they oh like on closed. southport yeah yeah That's I, oh, I, I frequent i yeah. frequented oh. there too huh. which sort of good riddance but i thought that was interesting it's like yeah don't you guys have like a, a bajillion dollars yeah right. and that store was pretty reliable because it sold every yeah. i mean it was books and it was like mm-hmm. just like kitschy stuff or like just random tchotchkes but starbucks inside yeah other electronics mm-hmm. yeah were people only returning stuff there? Maybe no one was Probably. actually buying anything from there. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I can just buy this online. And have well, it that was 
the gimmick was, yeah, I would I would go there to return something, and then mm-hmm. it, when you went in person, you got a discount. Like they were like, "Hey, right. thanks for returning this. Here's like a ten percent off coupon mm-hmm. if you use it like now." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, so you're yeah, as you you've caught me in the store, and now I'm incentivized right. to buy something while I'm here. Yeah. Well, they they, they do the same at their um, what are their grocery store chain? Uh, Fresh, Amazon Fresh right. stores, yeah. I think. Um, you can return stuff there as well, and then you get a 10% discount on oh, wow. whatever you buy in the store, which I've never shopped there, and I no, only return stuff there, but it's weird. There's just a, another weird store that I like. I get why it's there, but not really, is on that same street. It's a Capital One like cafe. Oh, yeah. No, that's common. I lived by one um, years ago when I was in Gold Coast, and you could like Anyone off the street could just work there, take care of their Wi-Fi, and like, just, I, I worked on research projects. But then I would drink their coffee and then leave, and I was not a Capital One card holder. So. Yeah, it's. I was just I came up off the street because it was down from my apartment. Yeah, interesting. It just as it's this like massive shop, and I was just like, again, why are why are these like credit card companies opening cafes? I know why because they want people to sign up for credit cards while they're sure. there because then they get like some sort of discount or whatever. But it's just like. This seems weird, and I it's don't an like it. Technique, yeah. Oh yeah. Not and of all the places to get coffee, I mean, this was cheap. It was like dollar coffee. It just oh wow. That's because huh. it was nothing coffee. If I wanted quality, mm. I'd not go there. Yeah. But they're right. just using like Keurig pods. Or yeah, yeah, or <laughs> just some generic off-brand. It could be folders. I don't know, but like yeah. it wasn't anything to write home about. It was just <laughs> cheap and f- nearly free. I just don't. I want a real coffee shop there. <laughs> don't need these giant corporations yeah. to be opening to to expand their like business horizon and open these weird offshoots. Well, it sounds like you two are ready for some trivia. Great. Should we get yeah. to it? Yeah. Let's. It's time for Hey, you do know that? That's right. For new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head to head to say who knows the most about what we watched. Gina, CJ, are you two ready? Yes. Ready. Okay, real extensive list of trivia questions available for this movie. <laughs> All of one. So, are you <laughs> <No>. ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Uh, apparently, not a lot of people have dug into the history of this movie or have anything fun to say about it. But uh, there's one one thing. So, here we go. Uh, first person to just shout out the correct answer gets the point. Which toy featured in this movie was used without permission and promoted the company Whammo to sue Paramount predict- uh, Pictures. Is it the slip and slide? I was going to say the f- the farm, the animal noise one. It is the slip and slide. <gasps> Dang. Correct. Yeah. Again, part of like him recreating a childhood, he's just going through all the toys. Yeah. Like They mm-hmm. deal with like the water wiggle, flower, sprinkler, and the uh, slip and slide. And- yeah. I love that that's like copyrighted when it's just like a tarp. <laughs> like, well, no, it's yeah, our product. It's a slip and slide. It's like, I don't even a, recall. Do they, tarp. do they say brand name, not a sponsor, slip and slide? I think like, they do. Yeah. Oh. They say slip and slide specifically. Yeah. yeah. Oops. So if they just said like the slide and slip, then they would have been fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Or, or just like we put water on it and you slide down. Like, yeah. right. Describe the action of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery, slippery tarp. It's for outside. I don't know. Well, it doesn't surprise me at all that the lone trivia question, what, that was a great one, but no one's writing in to be like, here's more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I dissected this movie and uh, no. God, no. Um, There's nothing right. to dissect. <laughs> so just, It is what it is. That's right. We have the standard questions at the end here. So CJ, you do have a chance to tie it up if you want. Great. 
What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage? Closest without going over, Gina, since you're in the lead, you will go first. Oh, my God. A 48. Okay. 48%. Yep. I'm going to say it's lower than that, so I will go with $1. That is correct, CJ. Wow. (laughs) Yes. So hot. significantly lower than that. It is 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, (laughs) see, I'm so generous because it like lives in my heart for a special, so many special reasons, but I knew it could not have been above 50. I'm like, absolutely not. Because like 10 people on earth have watched this movie and we're three of them. (laughs) Yeah. Man, is it, is it just anything below a percentage of splat? They don't get, they don't get to in, into like, this is a splat that's also been run over by a car. It's like that bad. <laughs> right. Like it's a like truck is starting to smell a little bit. It's yeah. got flies <laughs> going around it. Yeah. They, yeah. they no, should just have the two tears. I'll I don't know what the cutoff tomatoes. is. Yeah. No, that's appropriate. Critics critics did well. They're, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a great movie. Not winning awards. No. Yeah, probably not. But again, I, mean, I also don't think, so. it, I don't think you could make it. <laughs> Even now, and have it be taken seriously by a studio to be like, yeah. we love this storyline. Go for it. Like, it just would not fly. Yeah. Yeah. There really aren't that many sort of, of these types of, like, feel-good, or I, I guess I should say try at feel-good <laughs> movies. Yeah. Or yeah, about or a, even, like, like a, goofy, right? Like, True. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say. trying to be a child in a home. Like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. it kind of feels like Clifford a little bit, but except. Oh. Sure. I'll not actually it. pretending to be a child. Yeah, he just because it's also not slapstick. We're not like falling right. over, being yeah. so like just buffooneried. It's just this person is trying to be taken seriously, but this family's like, who even are you? Like mm-hmm. the yeah. fact that they're like, we we don't even recognize you from way back when, <laughs> or what could be now, um, kind of says to like, yeah, the internet was just kind of up and coming then too. How would you know who this person is? He took out an ad in the classifieds. Like that's yeah. how people got their information. Yeah. Oh, what a time. Yeah. I would love to see maybe something with current, or I should say former child stars now kind of do what the two of you are doing, where they're like on podcasts and they're like ex- exclusively talking about their careers as children or like Oof. what has happened to other child stars, which I love. Like I, I enjoy kind of like listening into those like bites, but. I imagine it would go dark quick, but it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. No, it totally does. It's Yeesh. folks from the Disney Channel, it's folks from like just growing up in the 90s. Whoa. Um, I, the Lawrence brothers, like Joey and Matthew and Andrew Lawrence, who were part of my growing up, they have their own because they're brothers, so they're all on the same one. The cast of Boy Meets World, yeah, um, plenty of other folks. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm all about it because they're they're dishing it out. Yeah, their NDAs are expired. <laughs> like it's fine. But um, no, I think something like that, if it were to become a film, it'd be like some dark documentary about like. Yeah. The child from Mrs. Doubtfire and the other children from the School of Rock all got together and talked about their experience. Like it would just be some very truly like dark and discoverable information of like, whoa, you went through that before you got this project, and your parents were this, and they took your money, and yeah, the Olsen sisters are crazy. Like just whatever comes to light, I, I would. It would all just be very dark before yeah. they're like sixteen years old or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think they should have better labor laws around childs sure. uh, working on sets and stuff. But yeah, they're all on strike right now anyway. They sure so. are. Yeah, things may may change. Yeah. Who knows? Was Brendan Fraser uh, a yes. child star? He oh, was. N- sorry, not a child. Mm, like a like a mid teens star. Right. Fraser. Right. And he, yeah, yeah, is it Fraser? He's also featured or in the. Fraser. He's featured in the. Is this Fraser? Movie. 
His his correction in this movie is true. That's actually how okay. you say it. That was a real. That's yeah. a, like him playing himself in that scene. But like, he, he says it rhymes with razor. That's how you say it. But people still say it wrong today. To this day, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Okay. I've seen interviews with him where they have introduced yeah. him as Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, yeah. but the wow. public is so okay. ignorant that yeah. we're like, our, I think our ears want to say Frazier. Yeah. Like it's fun to make that mouth right. feel. I assume yeah. if I like if I were him, I yeah, I probably would have given up too. Just like fine, just say it however I'm <laughs> sure <or> anymore. <laughs> oh, but he does correct Dickie in the movie because they have like this uh-huh. quick run in and then he sets him up with like the contact at Rob Reiner's office. Yeah. He's like, Oh my gosh, what did you think coming into this Lamaze class that you would find other celebrities? Like, but here he is with his wife, like yeah. trying uh-huh. to go through a Lamaze class and like just network a little bit. But then he's like, Oh my god, Brendan Fraser coming through and then he just Cuts him off. It's Freezer. Yeah. And yeah. then Dickie's like, oh, it That's is. Real. It is Freezer. <laughs> yeah. And Dickie, I think, even says, like, why do people say it that way? I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned it maybe on the show before, but highly recommend YouTubing uh, Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser interviewing each other for like variety or yeah. something. Yeah. Actors it's really on cool. actors. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. it's great. And he, I, that's how I learned in, in that video. They take like a minute for him to explain like. No, everyone says it this way, but this is how you say it. And he says, like, it, like you know the word razor? It rhymes with razor. Brendan Fraser. Has anyone on your show, speaking of Brendan and Adam, have they? Co- have you covered Airheads? No. I don't think we oh, have. No, this is, we this is my, like, Batman call to the world. Someone watch Airheads and talk about it with the boys because what a, what a fun movie yeah. that is always yeah. on VH1. Steve um, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, who's Spinal Tap? Michael... Oh, uh, Sheehan? Maybe. Mm. Is that right? The, the, I'm not sure. the DJ, like the the house DJ who won't play their music and they like hold them hostage. Right. Yeah. But oh man, that film's so great too. Well, next time you're on, let's do that. If no one else claims it, I will. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watch that. Well, listen, guys, you guys are tied, so we have to oh, we have to break this tie. <laughs> all right. So, what is the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes in percentage? Ooh. And to make this fair. I'm not sure because Gene, I don't think you have my number. So we just say it on the count of three or something. We can't. Or CJ, you text me yours, and then Gene oh, you can just say it out loud after okay. after he texts. Okay, that works. Yeah. That, uh, Again, I don't think I think fewer audience members saw this than critics. So <laughs> I have to weigh that math in. Yeah. Um, I'll go with that. Okay. Well, your well your text is going through the ether. I will say probably I said 48. I'm going to say 38. Okay. Okay. Wow. And CJ, I, go, my I said forty. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ken. Well, it's forty-six. Oh. So CJ's our winner. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh. Don't be sorry. Very close to each other, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm glad I kind of again the math of like no one saw this movie, so they probably sure. ranked it really low. Yeah. I feel like yeah, one of these days we need to look into like when when did Rotten Tomatoes become a thing too? Oh. And like how many yeah, people yeah. are then going back and Right. Are they stuff? retroactively adding, you know, reviews to it? Like are critics because like there's old movies on that, right? Like are new critics yeah. reviewing these or are they also including old scores? Also, how are you I, I'm naive. How do you become like someone verified as a critic? Like and do I just have a Rotten Tomatoes yeah, account? Know. And then I can just give a vote as like Joe Schmo or I have no idea. Yeah. I assume it it's similar to like some like Twitter blue check verification where you're like, oh. Hey, I work at the LA Times sure. or whatever and I'm yeah. this critic or something. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
Well, I think it might be time for, for our readings then. Gina, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate Dickie Roberts' colon child star, former child star, for you? <laughs> oh, this is a comfortable six. Okay. Yeah. Six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's, that's, um, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually people pick something that they like is their guilty pleasure, right? And then they come on yeah. and they give it a 10. Um, but yeah, why why is this your guilty pleasure, but it's not a 10 for you? Um. Well, because there are others. <laughs> but also because I... It's come to a point where if I'm doing something, I'm cleaning, I'm just like milling around my home. Like this could be on and I don't have to pay attention to it. It's just like mm. the noise that I hear. Um, but also like I, I know it's just a comfortable go-to. So I, I give it a six because um, it's not the one I, I gravitate towards immediately either. Like it's just on my list, but it uh, tugs at my my heartstrings from way back when. Um, and I bring it up to friends like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad I, I chose it for this because, like, again, I feel like it could have been on, like, how did this get made with Paul Shear and his crew? Because, like, I could see how it could have been made. It wasn't so awful that it's, you know, a Fast and Furious 12 or whatever they're on. Like, how do they keep going? Hey. Um, I know. Now you're I speaking know. a language. Watch I it. know. <laughs> I know. But all that to say, I I really like this movie for what it was way back when. And like now when I think back of like, oh, this could not have been done now. Or like, how did they get away with that line? Or mm-hmm. yeah. again, how are, by the end of the film, how are the children of the movie working in yeah. Hollywood? Yeah. So it's it's a six. I like it a lot, but like, I can only recommend it to so many people before I'm like, <laughs> don't judge me for it. It's a six. <laughs> nice. Okay, right. good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's uh, a nice, realistic. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. If, if I yeah. had said nine, your your viewers and listeners would have been like, "Who is this moron? Like, <laughs> what is she doing?" <laughs> so no. Yeah, we only rate Fast and Furious those those types of scores, but yeah, that's right. That's right. Was <laughs> reserved for that. That's fine. I think I might go next. Sure. All right. All right. For me, I'm coming in from a place uh, where. You don't uh, like David Spade. I don't like David Spade. That's exactly oh, what I, was I say. wish you would have said that from the beginning, but I sort of love that you said it right now towards the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, drop that. I never know how to approach these because I don't want the guests to feel like they're putting me out or anything because they're not. Mm. I, I still like watching movies, but yeah, I don't like David Spade. So <laughs> having that said, and it being all David Spade and a not great story, yeah. there's... The couple things that I did like, maybe let me start there. I liked the, <laughs> I liked the child star song at the end because yeah. you got to see a bunch of people you don't get to see in a while, and I like that uh, Brendan Fraser was in it. So cool. Work. I give it one star on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> or on sorry, Letterboxd. on the Letterbox. So uh, <laughs> two, two for here. Nice, for great. That's so funny because this is also like David Spade's era where he just did like The Emperor's New Groove. So he's still like out of oh. this like Chris Farley era because Chris had passed, and then like the next thing he did that's notable was like Grown Ups, and then like the Hotel Whoa. Transylvania series. Oh yeah, he's not in a lot. Yeah. He just does like Comedy gap. Central roasts and just mm-hmm. filler really. So it's understandable if you don't like David Spade because he's so unlikable in this movie. You almost <laughs> don't want to root for him at all until you're right. like, oh, he's turning around. But no, that's completely respectable. <laughs> I get it. Cool. All right, right, Steve, what do you think? For me, just to give David Spade some credit, uh, he was the comedian that came up with 
the '90s called and they want their whatever back. That's him. Oh wow! Just so you know, Ken. Okay. Comedic icon. That's uh, cool. I'll but yeah, I don't that. think he's done much. He's he's come out with some stand-up specials still, but right. yeah, mm-hmm. he's mainly part of the the Sandler crew and mm-hmm. is just in in those movies and stuff. Yeah, this was fine. <laughs> there weren't parts that I like actively hated or anything. It, it was a a I think decently average uh, movie product of its time, but yeah. not not in that like surprisingly not a ton of problematic stuff that i'm usually like ready for for any movie that's older than like (laughs) 10 years old or something yeah they're not calling out a certain like audience of people or demographic yes yeah not picking on minorities or anything like that no slurs for the most part i don't think correct uh so that's good slut (laughs) is like the worst thing yeah really yeah slut and they use bitch a ton but whatever it's it's not a perfect movie i i think uh, i think i'm gonna go with like a four i think it's just like yeah just a run of the mill for sure this is fine yeah, uh, I did enjoy the end credits. The the song was pretty funny. I think that's <laughs> yes. yeah one of the best. Parts. Oh, it's so great, and, and I love what where it. they like kind of highlight like where they're from, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah these are shows that like my parents probably watched. Yeah, but, like like would not recognize no. most of them anymore, no. or like yeah. I did. I full. I did laugh out loud when they said uh, Sam writes jokes on the show. I thought that was funny <laughs> that they have this like little boy. And, like, that, and he like, writes jokes. They clearly have like their headshots, like yeah, their child yes, headshots. Yeah. They write jokes. And yeah. Sally was the world's youngest choreographer for <laughs> yes. the studio. Whatever. And it's like all she choreographed was like this like The chant, same dance. This like chant routine yeah. from so, like yeah. I do have a fun fact about that. That was just something she was doing on set. And oh, wow. the director liked it and he put it in the movie twice, apparently. Get out. Yeah. Do you know where yeah. she is now? Have you no, I don't. have either of you watched the series Atypical? I've heard of it. I've not no. seen it. Okay, she's a supporting character now on that series, and like <laughs> all I see is Sally though. Like she, she's real. She works. Does she do the routine? No, yeah. I don't think so. But she, um, a lot of her scenes on the show are with the lead character, um, who is autistic, and I. It's just all I see is Sally, and <laughs> Sally is great. But I, until I watched that show, I never thought like, where is she now? Which is so e true Hollywood stories. Like, yeah, where are they should, now? Yeah, you should and I'm want like, to know. Oh, you're still in in show business. Like, that's, that's crazy. So, I hope wow. she turned out normal. <laughs> so she is technically a <laughs> she child was star. a child star. Yeah. She was. <laughs> what What is the Ken? Could you look up what is Sam from? He's in like so many other. I recognize. Him oh, I can tell sure. you, he is young Daredevil. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I think young Daredevil. Like when he's like newly blind. I think. Oh, whoa. Sorry if anyone hasn't seen Daredevil. He's a blind superhero. I can't remember a single thing from Ben Affleck's version. Or That's fine. It, it yeah. also came out from that time, though. So yeah. I, if huh. I, if you were to look it up or anyone wants to keep me honest, like I'm pretty sure that's him. So, CJ, who, what you're thinking of is Motocrossed. He was in Motocrossed. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Wait. That absolutely is what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> wow! The sister who cuts her hair or the brother? The brother. Of, the brother. Oh. The brother. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> that is some great go. like in, t- intuition right there. You knew exactly. You knew. <laughs> no, sorry, he, he hasn't been he's in not... much, but I was like, yeah, this Disney has to star. Be right. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Again, another movie I haven't thought about. Yeah, geez. Since that time, what wow. a great that's a great decom motocrossed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great work. All right. Well, I think uh, it's time to wrap it up. So, Gina, thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you both. I'm glad to be back. Um, 
again, anyone who wants to see Dickie Roberts, it's on Paramount. But I also have it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Yeah. We'll just stop by your house. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There we go. Cool. Uh, CJ, what do we have to plug? Uh, you can follow us on all the things at Ever Talking Pod. As of this record, we're newly on TikTok. <gasps> That's right. Which I'm just going to be posting the same thing that I do on Instagram, but over on there. Listen, uh, that's what all that's all Instagram that's, Reels is anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what it's there for. Are you guys yeah. going to have a TikTok routine for your listeners sure, to do? Sure, or not? No, oh. absolutely not. It's going to be snippets of this. Snippets what we are fine. should do, what we should do, is like pick something from whatever movie or TV show we watched and like act it out. And what it would be for this is the little dance, the dance that the girl does. <laughs> Ken, you're more than welcome to do that. I will be happy to post that if you want to record that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> uh, follow us on over, uh, at OverTalkingPod on all the things. Uh, email us like ActorWayneKnight did at OverTalkingPod at gmail.com. Go to our website, OverTalkingPod.party. Type in the word Gina to find our previous episodes. Oh, that's me. And the OverTalking Overlords are here, guys. <laughs> oh, no. They are, of course, our guests. They are the worldly landlords who show up at the end of every episode. Remind me to remind you, if you like to show up, just go on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and rate and review. Do it. No one has reviewed yet. Come on. So aggressive. Ah, Write hard. the word some bitch. Write the word some bitch on a review. It's a good thing. Being yes. a some bitch is a good thing. That's right. That's what The Rock says. Some bitch. Uh, also, spread the word and tell a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. And they're gone. And as we always say at the end of every episode, this is Nuckin' Butts. Bye. 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 This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ, edited by CJ. This week's special guest was Gina Ciametti. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.